Welcome to the Small Business Cheerleader Podcast. I'm Nicola from NW Marketing. Welcome. And today I'm joined by Chelsea from Valentino Rise, which is an e-commerce uh, fitness uh, activewear brand. And we're going to talk about all things e-commerce versus bricks and mortar and everything in between. Uh, Chelsea, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, this is my first e-commerce business chat and I'm really excited because um, obviously I'm a service business and I want to know for all of those e-commerce small businesses out there listening to um, us talk today, really the difference between both because you came from lashes and brows uh, 10 years uh, working in that industry and then change over to fitness uh, launching in December last year. Fill me in on how that well, how the transition occurred firstly, and then what differences you can see between uh, working in e-commerce and bricks and mortar. Okay, so the transition happened at the start of COVID. Um, obviously, we didn't know what was going to happen. A lot of things were in the air and I was subleasing at the time um, through another business and he was moving overseas um, I was going through a breakup. There was just a lot of transitioning happening in my life at that time. Um, and I had the choice to either take over the commercial lease um, or find somewhere else. And I decided that I would close down my beauty business. Um, and I wanted to spend some time with family. And, you know, I'd moved out quite young and kind of traveled around a bit. So um, now being 30 at the time, I wanted to go back home and just really spend some time with family. So I moved down to Esperance from Bunbury and, um, yeah, said goodbye to my salon, which was really sad. But, um, you know, then out of COVID, this idea came about with me and my mum. It wasn't something that we necessarily really planned out we're kind of more on a whim kind of people and I don't even know how the conversation happened but it turned into like how cool would it be if we had our own activewear brand and before we knew it there were like samples rocking up at the door and we were like creating these designs and it was just it was a really good feeling it was really exciting and we just felt like as devastating as COVID has been for a lot of people it's also opened up a lot of doors and, you know, if it didn't happen for us, this business would have never been created. So, um, yeah, we're definitely very grateful for it. I would say that, um, I mean, the biggest difference between e-commerce and having a brick and mortar is that brick and mortar, you have to be there or you have to have a team to be there. And I guess it gives you kind of less, flexi less flexibility and there's a lot more overheads as well. It's um, a lot of responsibility when you start having to pay a team and you've got, um, you know, your lease to pay and you've got a big lighting bill and all that kind of stuff amounts up to a lot of pressure for a lot of small business owners. And when you transfer over to e-commerce, although that pressure in some respect is still there, it's a lot easier because now you don't have those kinds of overheads. Yeah, it's definitely, it's a different type of pressure. I, I get yeah. that 100%. I know for us um, prior to COVID, uh, we were um, solely uh, marketing consultancy for shopping centres. 
And of course, with uh, COVID shopping centres at the beginning of it, they all closed, basically, um, and everyone freaked out about what that would look like going forward. So we did a similar thing in pivoting onto online, um, you know, coaching and, and online products, digital products, a sort of a, a digital e-commerce as you would, uh, because of that exact reason and, and not being able to be on site. And I think that you're right. It comes down to um, these doors opening in ways you would never have thought and how people have taken inspired action to create new avenues for them. So how have you found the fitness industry from going from the beauty industry? So um, I totally agree with you, by the way. And one thing I admire about small business owners is their ability to pivot in any situation. Like if anyone's resilient, it's business owners. Um, but yeah, the fitness industry, it's something that I've been in my entire life. It's something that's very natural to me. I've always been very sporty, athletic, into the gym, into fitness um, in some retrospect. So it was one of those things that I felt like once it was created, I was like, why didn't you think of this like 10 years ago? Like it was such a natural progression. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like all businesses, you've got your pressures, you've got your competition. There's really big businesses out there that we are competing with. Um, but for us, I mean, being a small brand gives us the ability to really focus on our customers and really build those like solid foundations and connections with people on another level. Um, so, yeah, I would say for us, that's kind of our primary focus. We don't pay too much attention to what the other brands are doing. We are really just focused on what we're doing and where we're going. Yeah, I love that because... I know here at NW Marketing, that's what we focus on, um, creating that authentic message. Because if you know exactly who your ideal client is, your target market, and you know what their pain points are and you're talking to that, you don't need to worry about what everyone else is doing. It's not about keeping up with the Joneses. It's knowing your customers, whatever their challenges and pain points are, and providing a solution that hits that. And you do that so well because you are that authentic small brand that is hitting them and making them feel um, heard. And I think that's what a lot of people want now, especially in this, these days and times of um, being disconnected. They want to make sure that they're connected to a brand. Do you find that? Do you find that your customers love the fact that you're intimate with them in that smaller realm? Yeah, I definitely think so. And um you know, like you said, it's like building those connections. People are going to relate to me and my mom and how we are. We really try to bring out that like authentic, like this is who we are. You know, some people are going to really resonate with that and be like, oh my God, I get, I get these girls. They get me. This is great. And then there's going to be those people that are like, do you know what? These are not my people. This is not where I want to be. And I know a lot of people, a lot of small businesses can get really caught up in like, oh my God, like, should I post this? But what if they don't like me? Or what if I get a troll or a bad comment? And, you know, I really feel like that's like a misled focus. We really try to focus on our ideal clients and our target market, and what's going to bring value to them, what they're going to love. And that's all that matters. Nothing else outside of that to us matters. And I feel like we are going to connect with the right people if we're focused on that. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that you're preaching to the converted there. I love that because that's why I try and get through to all of my um, 
all of my clients when they're looking to either launch or looking to really, really level up their marketing. Because, you know, the saying, you know, if you try and be everything to everyone, then you end up being nothing um, to anyone because you're not ever going to resonate, are you, with that messaging? Because not everyone is going to be on the same page and want to will really not want to follow your journey, but people who resonate with you will, and they're your tribe. And if you can create a community based around that, you have it nailed because they will be your raving fans for life. And that I think is where people forget. They try and be the biggest and the best and compete with everyone. But if you're not really nailing what your messaging is to those who care, then you really will just be another noise out there amongst all of the rest of them. And um, I think, you you know, you've got that nailed. And as you say, small business owners are so resilient because they have to be. And uh, you know now that you've already done that hard transition. So now it's like loving what it is you do and, and going forward. So, so what are you finding now the trends in the fitness industry? Are there things that that are new or or even trends in e-commerce? Are there new things that um, you found over the past well, nearly year that you've been in it? So in regards to trends, I mean, there is always certain trends, even in kind of like designs and clothing and stuff like that. Like you see a lot of high-waisted um, stuff and whatnot. But in regards to trends, we're not really a big fan because I feel like if you follow the crowd, you're only going to get as far as the crowd's going to go. And as well as that, I feel like a lot of the trends are focused on women's bodies. So they're kind of, you know, a lot of weight focused and stuff like that. And trends they change, right? One minute, like, you've got to be a size eight because that's what's trending. The next minute you need, like, a fat booty and some big legs and a skinny waist because that's what's trending. And I hate that mentality. We are fully against, like, the whole society's expectations on women's bodies. And we really try to encourage more from within, you know, like doing what makes you happy and joyful finding the training that's right for you you know some people are not into the gym some people are not into weightlifting so it's really kind of like for us helping women find their own purpose their own empowerment and having that impact within and then kind of like having that energy reflect you know without reflect out of them into the world um so we're trying to focus more on that kind of mindset empowerment over try you know fitting people into being a size eight or those kinds of trends yeah and that's right and that holistic approach is always going to resonate more because people can see the transformation in themselves that way and I think you've you always I know myself whenever you do work out or you do want to do something when it comes to bettering your health the more you feel like yourself and what you're wearing and the more empowered you feel it just comes across if you're feeling like you know you're always trying to tuck something in or you're trying to you know be something you're not you're never ever ever going to enjoy what you're doing and I think your your um activewear comes across as that bridge for those people that are looking for something to really be just them. And I I think that is why you talk so clearly to them. Uh, The audience follows you because they know it's not about the clothes. It's about how the clothes impact the person. And you have a vision, which is, again, something that I I resonate with and, and try and build in people, a vision for what your business wants, you know, what impact it wants to have. And, and I think that's really important in your messaging. Would you would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, 110%. And I feel like you have to take 
you know, your customers or just anyone out there watching you, you've got to take them on that journey as well and really give them an understanding of what you're all about and what you're trying to achieve and what they can get from you. Yeah, because they will, they will, they will follow your journey if you are clear about it. So, you know, if you have, you know, good vision, a good mission and, and good values, core values for your business, you're going to attract those aligned customers because they're going to see that you are authentic and where you want to go. And I, I think that people underestimate the power of strong messaging in that regard because people are looking for something to connect with. They want a community yep. that sees them and hears them. And that comes to brands as well, not just your big brands. I mean, your local brands that people want to actually see. And I know that gym goers and yogis and people around the place, everyone's looking for something to connect with. That's why we do fitness a lot of the time is to find those groups. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it does. It helps you connect to yourself and it helps you to connect to other people and yeah, I think if you can really kind of, there's a lot of noise and especially on social media, but we need to be on social media to obviously promote our businesses and stuff like that. But if you can really kind of um, ignore that to a certain extent and always focus on you and what you're doing and what you're, like you said, your core values and your mission and all of that and really focus on how you can help the people you want to help, then I think those are the solid foundations that are going to get those clients that are just raving fans forever. Yeah, and it is. It just is. It's a simple, it sounds simple, and I know there's a lot of hard work in finding those, you know, finding what it is that is your vision because a lot of people have very, very simplistic or materialistic or superficial visions. I want to be the biggest, um, you know, say biggest fitness thing in, in Australia. It's not really a vision that is going to bring people along, is it? it? It's a vision based on you. Your vision should always be based on the difference you want to see in the world. That's your vision. What is it that you are going to do that's going to make a difference? And then that is your vision that guides you. It's a thing that you're never going to quite reach. It's like the sunrise over a mountain. It looks beautiful and that's what people aim for. You're never going to reach it, but you always want to be inspired to go along. And then yep. your mission becomes how are you going to start putting that into place? And underneath that is your core values of what you stand on the foundations. If you can nail that, there is no stopping you. And I think that that's the thing. You've done that work and a lot of people haven't. Uh, I highly recommend people investigate what that looks like for their business before they start on this journey. But if they're already on it, there's always time to, um, to get that involved in your message. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, something that you can always come back to as well. Things might, you know, softly change over time and that's okay as well. Like as we evolve and we grow, that's bound to happen. Um, but at least coming back to, yeah, those core foundations will help you in all of your branding and all of your messaging and like, again, being able to connect with people. Yeah. So have you found um, now that we're starting to come into warmer weather, have you found yeah. that people are starting to come out of their caves and start to realise that they haven't got the gear they need and you're starting to see a bit of an increase? Because I know I personally, when I see blue sky now, I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, what am I wearing? I need to get my body outside. If you found a bit of that going on lately? Yeah, we have. We have found that a lot of people are definitely asking us to get some more shorts in because they're ready to start wearing their shorts and stuff again. Um, but yeah, it is. There's always going to be an increase around like summer. 
Um, people want the colours, they want the shorts, they want the crops, they want the nice summery Instagram photos. So it's always great for us. Um, yeah, so we're working on that as we speak. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, is there anything when it comes to, we'll go back to e-commerce platform for a while, are there any trials or tribulations as you've set it up? Any recommendations for people who are looking to set up an e-commerce business um, that you found going forward, whether it be fulfillment, inventory, uh, payment, um, just you know, um, problems with customers uh, with the platform? Have you found anything or if it's been a pretty um, smooth journey for you? Um, I wouldn't say it's been a smooth journey. Like anything in business, you're always kind of learning and there's a lot of trial and error with everything. Um, Shopify is a lifesaver. They have just thought about everything you could imagine. So if you do have an e-commerce store, like I truly believe that's the number one platform to use. Um, they have done a really great job at, they, they give you a lot of free trainings. So whatever you need, you can just search for it. And I guarantee they've got trainings on it. Um, and I love as well with Shopify, they've got like thousands and thousands of apps. So again, like whatever you're looking to integrate into the store, it's normally made quite easily. Um, I can definitely come up with a list of apps that we use to give you um, later if you want to put in your show notes and stuff like that. But again, it's been a lot of trial and error. We've had a lot of apps that we've integrated in and then we've decided, you know what, that doesn't work for us, that doesn't work for us, that's great. And you're kind of just constantly sieving and evolving again in that way. Um, I would recommend building your own site on Shopify because they've made it really simple. Um, a lot of people panic or they outsource it. And I have used other platforms where it's difficult, but Shopify has actually made it really simple to set up your own website. And one of the best things about that is obviously it's saving you money, but then you're learning. So you're constantly able to update things yourself. Um, and obviously when you're selling products, that's something that you're, you're going to need to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been lucky enough to set up one Shopify for a client and I 100% agree. It really is a wonderful platform to use and the back end of inventory and payment is really, really straightforward. Um, so highly recommend that um, from my end as well. Shopify is, is awesome. Uh, now, what about um, things like Instagram and purchasing via the app? Have you investigated anything to do with purchasing via Instagram? Yeah, we do have like our, our buy option and product op options integrated with Instagram, which I think does help people click on it. They can see the price, the products that we've tagged. Same with Facebook as well. But I find that still people end up going to the website and purchasing there. Um, but, you know, I think as a business owner, something you've got to do as well is be really aware of like you, like how do you shop? You know, what kind of literally what steps do you take? Like what caught your attention? Why did you click on it? Um, and like just really kind of backtrack all the processes you do. And I found that's been a really big help for me as well. Sometimes I'll have a notepad when I'm scrolling on Instagram and I'm like, okay, why did that video or that picture capture my attention? Why did I click on to see the price? You know, did I click on the website but in the bio from there? And then you can start to kind of like decipher what makes you buy and then implement that kind of strategy into your own business. Yeah, it's about mapping, isn't it? It yeah. really is the customer journey. I do that a lot with my clients in, in how do they purchase? You know, what is the process they take to get to that final putting the credit card in? What is yeah. it? 
And you're right. If you can map that out and also ask, hey, just ask your raving fans, your clients that are really involved in what it is you sell and how do they purchase and what did attract them? You know, there's no harm in asking. I call it what um, I've referred to in previous trainings as a wish list interview. You can also ask your, your main clients, is there something in this industry that is not being met? Is there something that you wish was here? And yeah. that will provide you with what's called like a gap, a gap in the industry, something you can fill. And also asking them along the lines of how they purchase can provide you with valuable information. People like to know when you're, you're not saying to them, what is it I'm doing that I can improve? It's more like what is out there that you would like to see? What is it yeah. you would like to see happening in this realm people love to be asked they love to be back because you know they're, they're having an impact and people love that so I find I tell people a lot of the time don't assume please don't assume you know what your customer wants because a lot of the time you'll be wrong mm, yeah and we've done this and you know, I think a lot of people maybe are intimidated to reach out to their customers or they feel like they're being annoying or whatever it is. Um, sometimes I know it's time. A lot of people say, you know, I don't have time. And it's kind of like, yeah, but like these are the foundations. These are the things that if you put time into now will save you time later. And I know for us, um, I'm really big at reaching out to our customers. Um, so I got on my Instagram and I reached out to 1,500 of our followers and I asked them a list of questions when we were doing market research um, and I got into conversations, obviously, with a lot of them. And from there as well, I was able to um, tell them about our affiliate program, which ended up getting us uh, about 135 signups of our affiliate program just from having those conversations. But then I also got that valuable feedback. And because obviously I'm only my size, I've only ever been my size. I know what I like and what suits me and fits me and all of that kind of stuff. But I don't know what a lady that is a size 22, what her problems are. Yeah. You know, I don't know what her insecurities are. I There were so many things that women said to me, oh, my God, I hate it when this happens. And I'm like, well, I've never thought about that because that's never happened to me. Or, you know, they're like, I love it when, the, you know, it's this colour or it's this or it's that. And I'm like, oh, okay, that wouldn't have been my first choice, but that seems to be a popular opinion now. You know, so many things that I would not have any idea unless I'd reached out and asked these people. Yeah. That is exactly right. Um, I did the same thing uh, with ideal client. I have, I do a lot of work with tradies and of course I'm not one. So obviously, so what I did was I reached out and asked them, I'm looking, you know, I'm looking at doing content for the next month. What are you struggling with? What do you need to know about? And that's where my lead generation 101 masterclass came about and video because that they, they didn't know about how to generate leads and Facebook and all that stuff, but they wanted to know. So I think that's exactly right. You don't know these things unless you ask and that opens up DMs and, and opens up conversations. So I think it's imperative that you don't, you're not going to come across as spammy. You just want to ask, you know, hey, I'm looking to find out feedback. Tell me what is it that you want to see and you're really asking for them. If they don't want to do it, that's fine, but at least you've asked. And you've yeah, that's it. To, you know, garner as much information as you can so you can put together your next 
season line or your next batch of content based on the challenges. And that comes back to the thing of knowing your ideal client. Again, what are their pain points? What are their challenges? If they had a magic wand, what would they want? You know, wave it over to change. If you know that in depth, you'll always talk their language. Yeah. And again, I think it's like, that another another kind of point where you're building up that connection again where now people are like oh like you know this isn't just a team member even though I know as you get bigger you obviously need your team members to do that but you know to be the owners and reach out people are kind of like oh okay like this is actually really nice like you know I feel a part of this I feel welcomed yeah and I mean these are you reaching out to your followers so you're not spamming people who don't you know, already follow you or don't have an interest in what you do. So you're making sure that you're listening to them. And again, they're being heard. And that's all anyone ever wants, I think, uh, as a customer is to be heard. So I think it's really important as you're building a brand in particular, building a startup in that first year is to make sure that you're having those right conversations. Definitely. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh my gosh, e-commerce, it's a whole world on its own. And I know, as you say, there's, um, I'm so glad that Shopify has all of that information for small business owners to be able to train themselves up and learn as they go. Um, I have a lot of mine in Kajabi um, and they have a similar ethos. So there's so much training. If you need to do anything, you can just Google it and you, you've figured it out straight away. And I think those platforms are realizing that small business owners are doing a lot of this work themselves. So they yeah need that support and I love that um, for you in particular so that you can do this and grow and smash it and you feel like you're growing your skill set as well as you go along and I think that's important as a small business owner too to know that you're consistently growing in what it is you can do for your own business. Absolutely and it does it is expensive to have a small business like even if it is e-commerce it still costs to have a business and you know it can get quite expensive when you've got to start paying for people to constantly update your website or you know Facebook ads and Google ads and like there's there's so much that you know we used to have to outsource where now we can if we want to learn it and do it ourselves um which i think for a lot of startups you don't have a lot of money so it's a really great option to know that you know if you've got the time you can put that time into investing learning it yourself yeah that's exactly right and that's why we do so many free trainings on how to set up your facebook ads and how to do your own um you know this and nail your email nurture system and stuff so that if people want to take it on they can because you yeah. should always have that option to learn uh, and then as you grow at least you understand it that's the main point if you understand it then outsource it, but don't outsource it if you don't understand it because then yeah. that's where trouble happens and you can be taken advantage of. Always understand it first, then outsource it. That's my biggest um, my biggest tip for those that are in startup stage. Always know how to do it first or at least know parts of it so you're not just blindly outsourcing stuff and people are taking, oh, that's going to cost you at least this. Oh, it's going to take me whatever. And you go, well, no, I, I know. I've done it myself. It only took this and this. And people are, oh, she knows what she's talking about. It yeah. cuts people down real quick. So I love that about you that you've done all that so that when you – um, get bigger because you will, um, that at least you've done all that work. Now, I want people to know where to find you so they can go and get all their summer sorted for going out, um, you know, yogi or the gym, or wherever <laughs> they're going. How can they find your e-commerce? How can they find your socials? And what else can you tell them about the business um, that they can find out um, before they head there? 
So we have the website, which is valentinorise.com. Um, we also have TikTok and Instagram. Um, so, again, it's just Valentino Rise. Um, we're probably, um, obviously, apart from the website, yeah, TikTok and Instagram would be our biggest. We do have a Facebook page, but we're not as active on there. Um, you can always reach out to me through DMs. I love having conversations with people, so I'm more than happy for people to just drop me a DM and have a chat. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I guess like one of our newest things that we were able to get in was our bundles and sets, which people have been pretty excited about. So that was probably one of my hardest um not apps to integrate, but apps to find. We just couldn't find what we were looking for to do the job. So basically now you can buy things individually or you can buy them in sets. Um, so it might be like a pair of tights and a bra or bundles are basically when you can have like two singlets or something of the same that you can buy, but it'll be like a different colour. And, yeah, so you're able to kind of mix and match colours and sizes and stuff like that and you get it at a discounted rate. Um, which was a lot of feedback that we got back from people was they're different up the top than down the bottom. Um, so we were trying to find an app for literally months that would allow people to choose different sizing um, in the same or different sets. So, yeah, that's available now. <laughs> that's amazing. See, there's something that people don't think about because we just assume we want what we want when we want it. And in yeah. the end... You know, Shopify and the small business owner are losing their minds trying to make all this happen. Um, yeah. But, again, you found it out, you sorted it, you got the app and it's done. So for um, also they make great presents too because yeah. with uh, Christmas coming up or sales and stuff, I think um, anything gorgeous like that is, 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 but that's the point. The tops and the bottoms are sometimes different. So when you're buying gifts, it becomes a little bit. Do you do gift cards? That's the question. We do gift cards, definitely. Yeah. Well, there you yeah. go. Problem solved. Gift card, <laughs> send it to the site. They can do whatever they want. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. All right. It's been awesome talking to you, um, Chelsea. And I think that uh, e-commerce is not as scary as people think it may be. Um, mm -hmm. And things like Shopify and just, well, taking inspired action, which is what you and your mum did after COVID and changing and pivoting, you just went, you know what, this is where I want to be and this is what lights me up and you just did it. And that's what Small Business is all about, inspired action and making it happen and you did that and you should be very proud. And um, it's just an amazing, um, you know, you built an amazing business. So um, best of luck going forward. I can see big things. And everyone go check out Valentino Rise um, because you'll love it. And all the links I'll put in the uh, description below for the YouTube and in the Instagram page. So awesome, Chelsea. Um, keep up the good work. Thank you. <laughs> See you. <ya. laughs> Bye.